program is about bringing up controversial subjects and a series of quests for strange horrors. It feels good. Guidance is internal. We live on a placid island of ignorance in the midst of black seas of infinity. Do not think there are things in this universe which you cannot understand and which are true. Welcome to Far Off Topic, episode 40. I'm your host, Fiasco Jones. Something's up off the coast of California. Mysterious flying objects have once again been spotted harassing the U.S. Navy. As of yet, the who, what, and whys behind the incident are still up in the air. Eh, puns. More intriguing, though, is how these mysterious machines are being described. Rather than call them UFOs or UAPs, they're being reported as drones. Is this an intentional rebranding? If so, why? And does any of it have to do with the impending release of all the military's UFO data later this year? We'll talk about that in our feature. And fear not, faithful listener, we'll close out the episode with a heartwarming fusillade of the most heart-sickening stories of the past few weeks in our Great News to End On segment at the end of the show. With that, I'm joined by Tiwi, who's still floating down to Earth aboard some of Elon Musk's flaming space garbage, and because the Charles Manson cremains infused in his latest tattoo have instructed him to do something insane, I'm also joined by Steven Jackson, a.k.a. Jax, a.k.a. Mr. Glasses. Uh, Welcome back to the show, both of you. Thanks. Thanks. It's It's been a while. Yes, yeah. took the entire month of March off. Well done. March Madness. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Big basketball fans, I guess. It was a yeah. it was a rough month for all uh, at the uh, at the Jackson home. So, I needed a break. <laughs> Interesting. All right. Well, I'm sure everyone that listens to the show, uh, all of our grandparents that is, are glad to hear us back on the interwebs. Uh, with that, let's start with some news from near and far. I did something different here. So uh, I wanted to start with this one major headline that Tiwi, you came at me with uh, several weeks ago, and it it shocked my heart. Um, You were reading off some tweets about Army Hammer, and it turns out uh, you have inadvertently made us or, or joined us into a group called the Hammerheads. What what are the Hammerheads, Tiwi? I honestly, I'm not 100% certain, but I think it's uh, people who are Army Hammer, what, like aficionado fans, enthusiasts? Are they fans of Army Hammer or are they fans about the cannibal exploits of Army Hammer? I think it's more of the cannibal exploits, kind of like the... What is it, Schadenfreude? We just want to like watch him burn. I guess I don't know. Is it weird that that I, we first saw that hashtag like from his aunt's like twi- like Instagram feed? Like she was she was happy that there's these hammerheads circling like sharks around her nephew. I guess like just I, I, to mm-hmm. me the whole thing just sounded weird. I think it seems like she. I mean, you know, she's the one who wrote that book, Surviving My Birthright. So I feel like she's probably definitely here for it and she probably feels like now people are coming to her side i is it is it egotistical is she does she do you think she thinks that the hammerheads are her like they're hammerheads on her side they're like that they're they're rooting her on um i don't know if 
Because yeah, that would be a, a stretch too far. Because no one cares. Yeah. We all, everyone can agree, no one cares about her, right? Like no one in the world really cares I mean, about her. Okay, geez, <laughs> she's inconsequential. <laughs> we only care about the cannibal exploits of Army Hammer. I, I just want that. Well, yes, to that that to be, remove any confusion out there because no one cares about the ant. And I've, hopefully, she's listening and she needs to understand that, like, hmm. it's not about her. It's about her crazy adrenochrome eating nephew. I think she knows that it's not about her. I, 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 I just want to restate that. If light. anyone, if, I, that, if she I, maybe <laughs> misconstrue what hammerheads were about, what the true hammerheads are there for, it's it's for the cannibal exploits. And I'm yeah. I'm also disgusted that you now made us all hammerheads. But you know what? We are what we are. So <laughs> we're not alone though. There's there's a a thriving community. And that sickens me as well. But you know, <laughs> we just gotta love yourself. Learn to love yourself. I suppose. Just like you know. Just like I'm sure Army Hammer says in the window right before he like eats somebody, just you know, eats his girlfriends. Exactly. Yeah. It's like you, you know, this is this is who you are. This is who you are. Embrace it. Moving on. Archaeologists have discovered a 3,200 year old mural of a knife wielding spider god in Peru. So the story is archaeologists uh, they were. They'd gotten word that someone, uh, these these farmers were plowing this field and came across this mural. Uh, the painting in shades of ochre, yellow, gray, and white was found on the side of an adobe structure made from mud bricks, reports The Guardian. The zoomorphic design is believed to represent a spider wielding a knife. And they've further concluded that it's a water deity simply because... The spider god was near a river. I think that's conjecture. We don't know what spider gods are doing, but I don't necessarily see the association between that and spider gods and water. I think it's a blood god, personally. You know, yeah, blood for the blood god, clearly. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I was just excited about this because it's not very often that you find a new god, uh, you know, just being discovered anymore. Tiwi, uh, are you? Do you have any? Being the resident. <laughs> Bible thumper here that loves Jesus. <laughs> Am I? Are you threatened huh. by the spider god's rediscovery? Does it threaten your theology? Um, you know, I in moments like this where I'm tested, I like to go to the scripture. <laughs> and the scripture is pretty clear about the fact that on the third day, a god of many legs will be found by the river. In Peru. And in Peru, but it's not called Peru because, you know, the Bible's translated. It's called Jabaka. And that once that spider god is located, the world will see a fiery end. So honestly, I just take this as, you know, a sign. Mm, good take. Uh, well, it's too good at that. <laughs> Clearly, it's a sign of the apocalypse, uh, pandemics, volcanoes, earthquakes, and risen gods um, yeah, from gods. from the land of yore or the time of yore. Uh, it's it's just doom, and I love it. It's great. So, and it's also I think 
really dovetails well with the the god we talked about several episodes ago that you all made fun of and thought it was a hmm. child's toy that looked like a cat had a cow's head on it. You know, I'm glad that you brought that back because this story literally reminded me of that. And I was like, oh, God, it's going to be another, like, toy from, like, Tycho that decomposed. And we're supposed to be like, oh, yeah, that's a yeah, god. Yeah, like a god, all right. <laughs> No, this is legit. It's a spider with a knife. That's a message. It's a spider with a knife. That's just saying. For some reason, I mentally picture that episode of The Simpsons where, like, there's a a crab fighting with a pocket knife. I don't know. Hmm. Okay. All right. Moving on. Uh, Did you know there's no such thing as QAnon? I did. I did know that. (laughs) (laughs) Shocker. (laughs) <laughs> well, it took me by surprise because uh, now it appears the QAnon cultists are playing a game of semantics because they're saying that anyone who says the term QAnon is actually part of the – is not part of the club because there's no such thing as QAnon. There's only Q and there are Anons. And if you say QAnon, then you're just stupid. Uh <laughs> Clearly. Which, which also helps because every time like Trump or Michael Flynn or uh, Roger Stone denies QAnon, when someone says, do you know who QAnon is? And they're like, no, I've never heard of that. That's the inside joke between these strong players of the Q cult signaling that like, yeah, there's no such thing as QAnon, you fools. It's Q and the Anons. So it just I, it blew my mind. Mm. You guys are all patsies because you. Yeah, I mean, uh, we are because we. I think that it is uh, hard to believe that there's no such thing as QAnon. Also, what is Uh, an anon? Anonymous, anonymous user. They're just like what it is. Is it's just this bullshit? Like they're uh, they're co-opting the four chan lingo of anons. So. They're just jackasses. I don't know. What 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 asshole like uh believes that um someone in high level intelligence is passing messages to the world on an anime image board? People of low intelligence, Jax. That's why. With that, we're gonna move on to our feature story. Insanity has a well buried one hundred miles off the coast of California. And its singular goal appears to be drive the U.S. absolutely crazy. I can't confirm any of that, but it's all I've been able to extrapolate from the sporadic data streaming in from the interwebs. What am I talking about? Has a well of insanity opened up in my own mind? Well, it's impossible to know. But we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about the Navy, drones, and the bottomless sea in our newest segment, Incident reports. In recent years, hundreds of credible, ordinary people have come forward with alarming reports. What are those lights? We just had something go right over the top of us. It's so weird how it's moving. And it appears to be something of a mystery no one has solved. The evidence can no longer be ignored. I'm going to tell you what this is all about. Let's just jump into the drone story, the incident report for the drones. Here are the highlights. Over the course of four nights in 2019, several unidentified drones visited U.S. Navy destroyers off the coast of California. The drones were not aggressive and displayed an obvious interest in the destroyers. The drones were described as being that tic-tac shape, uh, just like the famous ones reported by Navy pilot David Fravor back in 2004. 
So this is the actual incident as reported by The Drive. On the night of July 14th, 2019, the Arleigh Burke class destroyers USS Kidd, USS Rafael Peralta, and USS John Finn were sailing approximately 100 miles off the coast of Los Angeles when crew members sighted several tic-tac-shaped craft. USS Kidd saw a red light and observed another visible white light above its helicopter flight deck. On the next night, the Peralta and another Burke-class destroyer, the USS Russell, spotted the UAVs again. According to records, the Kidd reported a third set of sightings earlier that morning. In one case, a drone, and they were described as drones, paced a destroyer as it sailed at 16 knots. So the drone's operator was clearly capable of observing the drone's surroundings. It could keep up. It could manage the distance. Uh, clearly, it, which I guess assumes that it was you know, piloted by an intelligence somewhere. The cruise ship Carnival Imagination called the Navy to report the sightings and declare the drones weren't theirs because they were in the area and, you know, they have their own little fleet of drones. They're like, hey, by the way, we see the same thing, but that's not us. So don't get it confused. We're not trying to, like, start a war or anything. In another twist, not only were the drones described as Tic Tacs, but the sightings took place roughly near the location that the U.S. Nimitz, that now famous 2004 encounter, happened. And last, the drones weren't identified as civilian drone models. They were recorded... Uh, in the USS Kids logs as UAVs. I really, the thing that gets me about this entire reporting is that throughout the report, they were described as either sometimes as UAVs, but most of the time are described as drones. Jax, what do you think that's all about? Like, why are they going out of their way to call them drones, not UFOs, not UAPs, but drones? I don't know. I mean, like, to me, that was, I thought that was curious, too, because the the improbability that these were actually drones is pretty high. Um, and we talked about this quite a bit, like, the distance from land, the amount of time they're aloft, like, we don't have that tech, like, that technology doesn't exist, um, that we know of, at least. So, I, maybe it was just the size, and that people are particularly sailors are potentially used to seeing what they would normally describe as drones look like what these things did. Right. And I, I guess I would kind of, I would go with that except that they also added in the fact that like it's Tic Tac shaped, you know, like, uh, and they didn't give any indication that they saw propellers or they, they, mm -hmm. they, they with all out, outside of just to saying it's a drone, they gave it all the attributes of some kind of supernatural thing. It's just a red light shaped like a Tic Tac floating, you know, of its own volition. We're going to call it a drone. I mean, it's just like, right. to me, I feel like there's some kind of messaging going on. I don't know if it's by the drive. I don't know if it's by the U.S. Navy. But to me, this seems like uh, an but overt. But they wrote in their, in, their, in their logs. Did you read the long story? about that had the actual logs I, I think you sent me the log and it said like didn't it just say like something something it said drone oh, it says it's... drone in the oh. actual log oh i thought it said uav but yeah i mean they're 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 clearly describing what i would think would be a, a drone um but at the same time it's like it's not anything that we would know about right and even if like you're getting to that point too so because we were chatting back and forth on signal when this story came out and 
you know, no, there is like no DJI drone that can get that far at all. We can, I think, easily assume it was not commercial, even that they, the the Navy reported it's not a commercial drone. That only leaves some kind of uh, state or large corporation, like some shady ass corporation that's manufacturing these state of the art drones. Now, then we have to ask, well, what's the technology available currently at the best? If you could basically say, okay, I need a an electric drone, small electric drone, what can you get? And so I looked up Tesla's batteries can travel 420 miles. I think it's the longest one. So this is, this happened a hundred miles off the coast. They can make that round trip. Um, but that would explain the battery life. It doesn't explain how they fly, how they operate the mechanics or, you know, like the tic-tac shape. It, it, it could only say, okay, well, it's plausible that you could get, there is an, an extant battery out there that can power these things for that distance and that time but other than that eh, you're still left with all these other questions yeah i mean they 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 specifically say drone i mean in the in the writing they say drone and uav um but i mean some of the things that that really caught my attention were you know a white light identified hovering over the ship's flight deck i mean that lasted for like eight minutes like that's crazy is it also crazy to you that like they didn't engage these things they just stared at them obviously the navy has a a rules of engagement but i feel like if you're a pirate you know in the strait of hormuz (laughs) and you sail up on a navy ship they don't ask they don't wait to like say are you hostile they just start shooting at you you know they're just like So I'm just wondering why they why the why they had the kid gloves here, you know? Unless there was, I, I feel like again, I feel like there's some kind of messaging that we're not a part of. One to reclassify them not as UAPs, but as drones, putting them in mm-hmm. that earthly light, but also to simply observe because that's the one thing that all the all the all the sh- or I think two of the ships did. They had these things called Snoopy units, which is this long absurd acronym for people with cameras and binoculars, and they deployed their Snoopy units to observe the drones in quotation marks. Um, and that's all they did. They just observed them and they logged them. They noted them. And then they went about their business. And it's, uh, I don't know. It's just weird to me, like why they're not more, I feel like the, the level of curiosity is, is not commensurate to the phenomenon happening all around them. You know, it's weird. It's like, oh yeah, it's like just a flock of butterflies came around. Oh, isn't that fun? It's a, what, what a fun little seasonal thing. No, these are weird ass UFO things flying around you and you're, <laughs> you're just treating it like, ah, just look at it. Just bask in the red glow and just move on with your life. Maybe they just didn't tell us what really happened. Boom! Tiwi gets the fucking gold star. (laughs) 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 That's 100% what's going on. They're not telling us what's going on. And uh, so I feel like that gets to what you had uh, John Ratcliffe on Fox News um, kind of like spilling his guts to Maria Bartolomo. I actually wanted to get this information out and declassified before I left office, but... We weren't able to get it down into an, uh, an unclassified format that we could talk about uh, quickly enough. But, but frankly, there are a lot more sightings than have been made public. Some of those have been declassified. When we talk about sightings, we're talking about objects that have been seen by Navy or Air Force pilots or have been picked up by satellite imagery. 
that, um, uh, frankly, um, engage in actions that are difficult to explain, that um, movements that, uh, that are hard to replicate, that we don't have the technology for, or traveling at speeds that you know, exceed the sound barrier without a, a sonic boom. So, in short, um, things that we are observing that are difficult to explain. Um, and so, uh, you know, there's actually quite a few of those, and I think that that information is being gathered and will, will be put out um, in a way that the American people can see. We always, when we, when we see these things, Maria, we always look for a, a plausible explanation. You know, weather can c cause disturbances, visual disturbances. Sometimes we wonder whether or not our adversaries have technologies um, that are a little bit further down the road than we thought or that we realized. But there are instances where we don't have good explanations for some of the things that we've seen. And, um, you know, when that information becomes declassified, I'll be able to talk a little bit more about that. What do you make of that? How is he allowed to talk about that? <laughs> <laughs> it's not <laughs> declassified. Well, because he's speaking, I think, so broadly. You know, he's not speaking of a specific incident. He's not the, the I mean, I don't know. Uh, that's a good question. It, it, <laughs> the, it gets to the heart of the question of any UFO person that comes out and tries to expose the secrets. The big question mm -hmm. is, like, if this is such a classified thing. How the fuck can you just be out here blabbing? Yeah. Like, it just, I don't know. I mean, I, I you know, obviously I believe I believe in the UFOs, but I don't know. I just, I don't understand these military. I don't understand why the military sightings hold more weight. I mean, it's just like people who are in a club. It's, I mean, it's the military, you know, it's not, it's not really, they're not there to fuck around. And uh, we just assume that they're telling the truth. As I've said before with favor or fravor, um, or just his situation is that I don't necessarily believe him, you know, <laughs> like I, I don't, mm -hmm. I know that, that we're, we're supposed to one, cause there were four witnesses in his case. And then in this, I mean, how many witnesses are, are, were there to this last one? Probably several dozen, if not hundreds. And so at that point, the bounds of, of credulity began to like, okay, well, they, are they all lying? You know, like David Fravor's story where he comes nose to nose with the Tic Tac and it then it vanishes. To me, I could see a world where he, he you know, fabricates that, where he's just, you know, he's pulling the leg of people and it's their little joke, harmless little joke. Um, but then as these things start to multiply, it's kind of like, would the military literally let this kind of a, a practical joke get go this far for the lulls? You know, I mean, I don't think it's for the lulls. I think I. It would have to be know. though, because at this point, they, with the stuff that they've released so far, it, and that they've corroborated as being genuine. Yeah. I mean, it leads you to 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 conclusions. They haven't denied these conclusions. Um, so I guess where I've kind of landed with this whole thing is that there is. I'm of two minds, I should say, that there's probably some weird phenomenon happening that we don't know about, but there's also the U.S. military actively trying to do some kind of disinformation, and the whole disclosure thing is just another part of that game. Uh, it's a subterfuge. I, I don't think that when June comes around, I think that's when the... Wow. The data, the UFO files are supposed to be released. I bet that's going to be just filled with like weird bullshit. Or maybe that's why they call it a drone, so they don't have to include that. Ooh, <laughs> a rebrand. <laughs> well, that's that's my thought. Is that there's there has to be some reason why they've changed the branding? 
for these things. And that sounds like a great idea of like, but, I mean, it's something they can easily, like a FOIA person is yeah. not going to get stymied by the fact that they've reached, <laughs> oh, and then yeah. they call it a drone. But that could, who knows, that could be part of something. That could be part of something. Um, because maybe they could classify, if they call it a drone, maybe they can classify like protected. that. Right. Yeah. Because it's now a, a foreign adversary and it's part of military logistics. So we can't, we're not going to yeah. release that. Um, Safety. Ah, which is actually, if that's the case, that also makes it even more interesting because as they try to protect whatever is happening, you know, put it under the shield again, makes it even more scintillating. Well, thank you, Tiwi. You're welcome. You guys, <laughs> I can, I, I'm going to say that we call that one solved. <laughs> uh, and we didn't even get into the whole, uh, do you recall what we talked about? Uh, I think two years ago, maybe, I don't know when it was, there was the whole mm. Colorado drone, um, attacks. There were those people in. Oh yeah. yeah. The- so I, I I thought maybe this was getting lumped up in that where like drones, quote unquote drones, were being sent. But I think they those people actually thought they were seeing like phantom drones, like commercial DJI mm-hmm. br- drones, also called phantoms. Actually, now that I think about it, they're called the phantoms mm-hmm. one and two. Regardless, I'm just gonna say that this is part of a a concerted effort. The drone rebranding is part of a concerted effort to once again shield the UFO slash UAP phenomenon from the public because it's probably has something to do with the spider God. Mm, Yeah. Probably the spider (laughs) God is actually the one operating all of these. Well, it's the gods. They're the gods are rising. They're, they're reawakening. And that's what the government's trying to keep us away from. They don't want, they want to control the gods. They want to be the first ones to talk to the gods, take their, their, their favors. And so the, the elite, the rich Illuminati elite are able to transcend into the next world. Um, that's, I mean, if this isn't leading to that, quite obviously, I don't know what you guys are seeing. Um, so, uh, with that, uh, it's time for our break. Polar flips and the slow death of the Gulf Stream are only a couple of the stories that have us worrying over our rosaries and Luciferian fetish dolls. The question, of course, is just how worried should we be about each of these new terrors? We'll give you the definitive answer in our Great News to End On segment right after the break. What the hell do you think you're doing? Dragging your butt through the day, selling body and soul to a bunch of bland normals? Acting stupid so they'll think you're one of them? Tired of getting all of the guilt, but none of the sex? There is a simple answer, dear friend. A glowing beacon of slack amidst the turmoil and darkness. It's J.R. Bob Dobbs, the living slack master in his church of the subgenius. Bob brings a new destiny for the abnormal. For Bob comes to justify our sins, to unmask the conspiracy, and to get us back the slack they stole away. It's us versus them. Are you going to fry in hell on earth alongside the pink boys? Or will you pull the wool over your own eyes and accept Bob into your mind? Repent, quit your job, slack off, and praise Bob! Church of the Subgenius Eternal Salvation or triple your money back. If you're holding on to hope that everything will get better or think life only gives you what you can handle, let this segment reset your expectations as we share great news to end on. 
because it's never too soon to say goodbye. And I looked as he opened the sixth seal, and behold, there was a great earthquake, and the sun became as black as sackcloth. Judgment. Uh, so we're going to try something a little different here. Um, we're going to add a rating component to each of these, the following stories. Uh, so after each blurb that I read to both of you, I will ask you to rate it. Of course, using the Jackson King scale of apocalyptic anxiety. Um, it's a well-established rating system. Um, ratings are from 1, meaning no anxiety, to 11, which is, of course, game over, man. We're all going to die. I will also rate each headline as well, and then the scores will be combined, revealing the story's actual, scientifically proven, apocalyptic potential. Um, so, with that said, uh, let's get into the first story. The next cyber war will hit Americans online. Kevin Mandia, CEO of cybersecurity company FireEye, says the next conflict where the gloves come off in cyber, the American citizen will be dragged into it whether they want to be or not. Period. Uh, Apps won't work. Appliances may not work. People don't even know all the things they depend on. All of a sudden, the supply chain starts getting disrupted because computers won't work. I feel like we just kind of came through a kind of a COVID fear of that, that COVID would shut the things down. But this guy, who does know because he's a cybersecurity uh, CEO, uh, he says that uh, the next cyber war, it's all off. It's all, Everything's turned off. No more Snapchat, no more TikTok. Uh, Tiwi, starting with you, seeing that you're the most depraved uh and hooked to the internet and can't live a day without it uh what what is your take on this i am completely oblivious to life so i'm gonna rate it as a one (laughs) because i feel like my generation has already lived through this it's called my childhood and i think that I could benefit from a little less internet. So it's just a, a a resurgence of the 90s. Yes, I like the 90s. Well, I, I even I like aspects of the 90s. You, you said a one. You're rating it as a one. Yeah. Well, even I don't think Tiwi's even uh, thinking about the fact that our infrastructure, our actual like civil infrastructure, is tied into the internet. Like, for instance, the guy who was going to who hacked the water treatment plants and was going to pump a bunch of uh, poisons into it through the internet. Um, so, I mean, that that in this case, I don't know what would happen if the water treatment plant was disabled and just went offline. Would it just dump all of the bleach? Um, I don't know, but I mean, I probably like realistically, yes, I would not enjoy it. Plus, I don't think I'd be able to do my job at all anymore. Yeah, <laughs> so I'd be either. unemployed. Um, yeah. Oh, I guess I could use a card catalog. I don't know. Yeah, like <laughs> me. I, I mean, like how I would have to write briefs on like a typewriter and go into <laughs> a law library. Like, well, I don't know. Yeah, how to same. Look up things. I would have to go to a lot of libraries and look Ugh. up. Oh my God! Journals what in libraries. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be, be like, fun. hey, can you point me to your reference section? Those are words that you never want to say. I know. <laughs> Where's your microfiche? <laughs> oh, even that's uh, even that's online now. <laughs> see, yeah. see, I don't know see if we've used microfiche lately, but it's it's like real to real on a machine that's a computer that then you have to like copy paste and then it'll print it's awesome Hmm. all right yeah so for my take 
Uh, I, I side more with Jax. I think that there's too many things tied together. And even if Tiwi, you can survive without the internet, that doesn't mean that everyone around you won't just lose their goddamn minds once. Oh, I know they will. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> that's my entertainment. <laughs> From your compound, you're just going to just watch people just yeah. tearing each other apart. Yes. I mean, I respect that answer. That part I do. I mean, that's that's a that's a valid answer. But um, uh, I hope you're. I mean, you're stocking up and uh, you have a bug out plan. Actually, we've already discussed your bug out plan, which I think is a terrible yeah. bug out plan. Going to Michigan. It's a great bug out plan. Oh fuck, Michigan! You'll never make about. it. You'll get stuck along the way, and then the raiders will eat, ha- cannibalize you. It's just. I mean, that's just, that's what happens every single well, time someone tries to go to Michigan. Yeah, it's fucking science right there. Yeah. Hmm. I could just stay here too. Yeah, that's what you're gonna have to do. You're gonna yes. You only leave after like all the cannibals have kind of like torn each other apart, and then you kind of sneak out at night. You know, especially when our house all- is just not designed for the apocalypse. It has giant windows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're doomed. Uh, so I think you should rate this higher. But you already put it in a one, and I am going to put in for a. I'm going to go middle of the road here. I'm going to say six, hmm. and I will tabulate these at the end. So here we go. Next story. New research suggests a polar flip could be catastrophic. I don't know how familiar that either of you are to this idea that the Earth has actually flipped its axis a few times. At least uh, in its history. Come on. By the study of the rings of ancient trees, scientists have peered back in time to the planet's last pole shift. The tree, which was still growing when the most recent magnetic pole flipped, occurred some 42,000 years ago, hints at dramatic and possibly catastrophic changes that took place in the atmosphere and on the surface of our planet. The researchers believe that this event would have bathed the Earth in ultraviolet radiation as a result of the weakened magnetic field and the damage to the ozone layer would have followed. It may even have triggered the extinction of many species. We will have no way of knowing when or why the magnetic poles flip, but whenever it happens again, we might have a tough time, uh, to say the least. Because I think there's also winds involved, like hurricane force winds that are just going to peel the flesh right off your your body. So starting with Jax, uh, what, what what how do you rate this? Um, I don't care. Like I, I care about <laughs> it less than she cares about like the internet going out because it's one of those that's just like okay, there might be a pole flip tomorrow. I don't know. If there is, I'm fucked. You know, we all are. So I'm not, I'm not gonna really worry too much about it. So that's it has to be a one. I'm gonna give you a one there. That's a, that's gonna be a one. All right, Tiwi. Then what what do you feel about pole flips? She's gonna give this a ten. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not like stressing about it. Um, I don't know. I feel like if it happens, it happens. That's kind of my philosophy overall. The only thing that really scares me, I think, is the cannibal type apocalypse. And at that point, you know, I'm drinking like a cognac with some benzos. But I'm just going to say that (laughs) I I don't worry until I need to. You know what I mean? So if the poles start flipping and I'm seeing that, I'll be concerned. But I'm not going to worry about it until then. Well, then I should, uh, or turn your ear to the idea that the they have been charting the North Pole as as slipping 
pretty rapidly in the last couple of years. They said, okay, well, it's, there's a natural, always a natural deviation of north, but they've noticed that it's just, it's, it seems to be increasing. So just put that under your pillow and sleep on it, you wackos. This is clearly another <laughs> seven. This is a seven. <laughs> <laughs> You sons, that's awesome. You guys don't know shit about nothing. It's just it's. I'm digging a, a hole in the ground so that when the winds can't take carry me away, got they got the whole family in a chamber. But see you later, you two. All right, new story. Disgusted. Okay. Just disgusted. <laughs> Major ocean current. Hey, wait though. Yeah. Can I can I interrupt you real yeah, quick? Yeah, go ahead. What I do. Remember the TikTok I sent you with those really terrible prophecies? The time or, traveler I guess, one? Time travel. Yeah. yeah. He said there was going to be the, the biggest uh, tornado ever recorded in history, like in uh, May. This is like coming up. So there you go. Maybe what, that's your pole flip. What Didn't he also say like in May there's going to be like a celebrity that's like, yeah, has a like fake, 17 fake celebrities are going to. Die on a cruise, I think. Oh, no, yeah, you're right. <laughs> Somebody's going to say they faked their death. Right. But then 70 celebrities are going to be on a cruise. And I was like, who, what celebrities ride cruises? <laughs> we really need to define what celebrity means. <laughs> 17 TikTokers go down. Oh. I don't know, like... <laughs> I'd be surprised if one celebrity was on a cruise. Well, that's the thing. Those ancient aliens types, they go on cruises all the time. So, I mean, yeah, if, those okay. are, if those are celebrities. Those are celebrities, then okay. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. So, that, yeah, we, needed to, we definitely need to cover the time traveler in a future episode. But uh, So, yes, may, maybe in May you'll all be wishing you'd dung, dug your holes in the ground, too. <laughs> Possibly. That's why it's a seven and not a one, Pollyannas. Um Major ocean current on the verge of collapse. That's a headline, huh? One of the most pressing worries scientists have when it comes to tipping points lies underwater, specifically the Atlantic Meridional Overturning Circulation, also known as the AMOC. It's not a very pleasant title, but, you know, yeah, whatever. It's a terrible acronym. <laughs> it really is. It's, it's ugly sounding. It's really harsh. Yeah. Amok. Uh, I would have asked. I mean, like different. if I heard if somebody, yeah, if somebody said we really need to save the Amok, I'd be like, "Fuck no, let's nuke that shit." <laughs> Burn what it with the fuck fire. is wrong with you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm with you. Like, yeah, I don't want to save the Amok. I want to save the cuddly koala or something. I don't know, <laughs> but uh, yeah. Even though koalas should probably should just we should just let them die. They're they're like the most brain dead uh, fucking animal on earth. Diverging right. from that, uh, which <laughs> which helps shepherd the AMOC helps shepherd warmer water to the North Atlantic. Among other things, it helps ensure Europe has relatively mild winters given its high latitude. Messing with it could be one of the fastest ways to make not just the regions but the world's weather run amok. This could actually be getting into your time traveler. Um, hmm. In the study published in January in the Proceedings of the Natural Academy of Sciences shows that the safe levels of global warming before such a collapse occurs may be smaller than previously thought and may also be difficult to predict with certainty. So, essentially, they're saying any second now, the beloved AMOC could just collapse and we're going into another ice age. Or... Hell weather everywhere. One of the two. So, uh, going back to you, Tiwi. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, you say you don't uh, prepare, don't worry about things you don't have to worry yeah. about. This is this is tomorrow. This is happening tomorrow. So how worried are you now? I'm gonna. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, <laughs> I can't change how I am. <laughs> uh, it's a one. It's gonna be a one for me, dog. God, you're the Get worst. Out of here. Well, how about this? Maybe, maybe uh, let's throw future generations involved. Are you afraid for future generations? Because that now we're talking about a longer timeline, right? Because your life is done. You've you're you're pretty much just a uh, just rusty wheels driving down the highway. You're about to just pull off you. and burn. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. But. There's other there's the uh, other generations uh, behind you that need that road. They need that road to I keep mean, on. What's he gonna do? I mean, what can you possibly do? There's like, if it happens, it happens, right? Uh, no, uh, you could teach him one to be an oceanographer or a weather person to predict the weather and get out of the way of the ice. All right, I'll do that. <laughs> Jax, well, how do you feel about this one? Uh, I don't know. Like, I, I'm, I, I, I would love to be like, uh, hair on fire. The world is ending because of climate change. But it seems like no one gives a shit. So if no one gives a shit, then we, we, you literally need everyone to give a shit. Uh, in order to reverse what's happening. And since no one gives a shit, there's no uh, point in, like, it's not going to get reversed. So I hope that we don't end up like Venus in 200 years. That's, well, that's the good thing about the AMOC, though. So if you are if you believe that, that climate change will cause a, like a runaway climate change uh, where we turn into the atmosphere of Venus the collapse of the Gulf Stream actually is good news because what will happen is that the uh, as the salinity drops and that, that warm water conveyor belt slows, uh, the whole north will just get frozen and the earth will f- freeze over again, essentially restarting the planet, um, oh. freezing it over, and uh, it's just killing people in Canada. Yeah, so fuck them. Who cares about Canada? Like, no one, everyone goes about their life not thinking about Canada. Like, we can do it again for another 100,000 years, you know? They could just be under the ice. <laughs> I'm pretty close to Canada, though. Well, yeah, yeah, I'm well, pretty close to Canada. You too. two are actually probably in real bad shape. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> I I definitely miss Canada. So, like, uh, I can't. We miss you. I can see you from my house. Um, and okay, Sarah Palin. <laughs> yeah, I can't. But I can this time. I can see them from my house, and uh, yeah. we miss going over there. So, in that sense. Uh, but also, like, I like the cold, so it might be amazing. All I know is that it's going to make living in Vegas absolutely wonderful. Um, I'm sure that it's just going to be a paradise down here. It's going to get green, um, more like California. So I say bring it on. Destroy the AMOC uh, as sooner rather than later. Uh, yeah. And, and, you know, yeah, that, that that's... That's good for me, but it's still uh, it's still bad for somebody, the Canadians. So for them, for their sake, I'm gonna also rate this. I'm gonna rate this. Uh, I'm gonna rate this an eleven for them because they're done. I mean, we're there's no more Canadians ever after this point. It's just 
There, there was an yeah. extinction of the Canadian species. Sad. That is sad. It is sad, TV. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, TV, what did you rate it? Do you rate it a one again? Uh, probably, yeah. Jesus, you're the worst at this. Uh, Jax, <laughs> what did you rate it? Uh, let's just say like a four. I don't know. There we go. There we go. Now we're moving the dial a little bit. Jesus, nothing scares you people. I gave you the first one a nine, you dick. Well, that's true. I'm not talking to you, then. Yeah. I'm talking to Tiwi. <laughs> Tiwi, the. What can I say? I am unfazed. Uh, moving on, something massive and invisible is vanishing nearby stars. Mm, this could be eldritch horrors, my friends. An invisible cosmic behemoth might be tearing apart the closest star cluster to the sun, leaving one side of the cluster eerily dark and devoid of stars, according to a new study. The culprit may be a dark matter substructure, a relic that contains the mass of 100 million suns and is made of a mysterious non-luminous substance. The possible presence of this galactic lump which is another, I don't know, terrible moniker, uh, was detected <laughs> in a new map that charts out the enormous extent of the Hades star cluster, located only 153 light years from Earth, uh, which, which was published in the journal Astronomy and Astrophysics. So uh, there is a monster out in space Clearly devouring stars. Um, Jax, does this uh, raise the, the hair on your hackles? No. I'm sorry. You picked terrible stories this week. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, it doesn't. Like, And here's why. How many light years away? It's located only 153. 150, 153. 150. We'll worry about it in 153 years. Well, there you so go. like I'm gonna totally be dead. Like I, I'm barely. But there will I'm, there, I'm, I'm there will be Jacks I'm still here. Generations of Jack people. Jack's genetics. Your genetics will still be around in 153 years. Will they? <laughs> will they? <laughs> Have you seen my youngest kid? <laughs> You're expecting some bad choices. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. We live in fear. All right. Well. Okay. I guess. Yeah. I guess. The, yeah, 150. Yeah, so I'm giving this one a big fat one. God, I hate both of you. Uh, but you're right. Maybe these stories were just kind of garbage. Uh, Tiwi, what, uh, mm-hmm. what, what do you think? You really want to ask? <laughs> There's a Cthulhu monster 153 <laughs> light years away devouring the universe. And you think that's a one? That's clearly an 11. That's a clear, because it, if you think that Cthulhu flies by the same uh, physics that we expect him to, then you're all wrong. You're reading this all wrong. He's We can see him gobbling the stars, and like in a split second, he'll probably be here next week. I mean, that's just the way these things go. So you're just, you guys, both of you are misreading this moment. I think that would be amazing if it just showed up. <laughs> yes. That would be just like, oh, my God, that's cool. What's going to happen next? I'm going to give this one a nine. Uh, oh, my God. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Because Jesus Christ. H.P. Lovecraft wasn't writing fiction. He was he was channeling the, the, the truth from an unknown entity. And so Cthulhu's real. 
I mean, it could be. All right, and uh, just because you guys suck, I added a fifth story, um, and I didn't even write it down because I forgot it was even here. Uh, America's drinking water is surprisingly easy to poison. Experts say the source of rudimentary vulnerabilities revealed in the last breach that we talked about earlier in the day where a guy hacked a water treatment plant, including the lack of an internet firewall and the use of shared passwords and outdated software, are common among America's 151,000 public water systems, meaning that anyone can get into these things and start forcing them to pour deadly poisons into your water supply. And we got lucky the last time because there was one guy doing his job, His let me say, his boring job that was paying attention when it was happening. I know everyone in this in this on this on the show has occasionally zoned out for a little bit because their job got boring. Just imagine working a water treatment plant. That's probably the most boring. I've never been in one, but it does not sound fucking fantastic, like exciting. And he caught it by the grace of God. You know that Jimmy in Pennsylvania, he's not going to catch it because he doesn't like his job. He hates his job, and he's on TikTok. So. Any second now, we're getting poisoned. Tiwi, to you. Now, what do you think about this story? Oh, God. Uh... <laughs> this is like a real thing. Uh, I'll give it a uh, three. A three? God. Jesus Christ. It's got nerves a, of steel. It's a pity three. Nerves three. of steel. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, I still, I just don't think you think that the threat is that realistic. Yeah, I just don't stress over things until it's like. You're pro- are you also not? You're probably not a tap water person either. I think tap water is gross. Well, see there, that's kind of a, a self protected. You're you're kind of insulating yourself in that way, so I can see probably why <laughs> it's not as terrifying to you, Jax. What do you think? As I recall, I don't remember the name of the software, but as I recall, they had done like a. There's this. There's this software that is like. Um, Virtual mis- virtual machine software that people can log into uh, remotely, and it it the reason it's horribly vulnerable is because it sits on one port. So like you scan a bunch of IP addresses, and it's like there's that virtual machine software. So like years ago, um, some security researchers were like, "Hey, forty thousand government entities, you're all using this really horrible virtual machine software. You should change it." And then someone tried to poison our water using the same software. So, like, I'm this rises higher than a three um, <laughs> for me because uh, it, it shows that, like, even though years ago they were warned, just and it's not even like it's not even like it's um, easy to find these virtual machines. It also has just like really shitty. Uh, password management. So like it defaults as, as your admin password is blank and people just typically don't change your admin password. So like you can just try admin as user and password enter, you're done and you're in. And it's like, I don't know, a bunch of goddamn government idiots are, are running these things. So I, if I'm drinking cyanide tomorrow, it wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> uh, you probably. Or what be. was it? It was lie, wasn't it? Lie. Yeah, it was lie. Essentially, yeah, because uh, 
to it's what they use to essentially clean everything in yeah. tiny amounts like like to destroy all the bacteria but they have the capability of putting very lethal amounts in at once yeah what was the what the hell is the software i'm gonna find the software it was a uh, team viewer team viewer jesus christ and team viewer is like a joke like it's a joke anyway that's all i got so i'm like a seven let's say a seven Oh wow! For all that, and then I just get a seven. Damn, well, that's higher than <laughs> it's higher than a six. I actually think it's actually probably. Uh, I'm going to give it an eleven because I think that the fact that one guy, I think, I think this we got lucky is what I'm trying to say. I think everyone got very lucky this first time. Um, because I don't think the person was really trying that hard. They made two attempts, um, but he was caught on the first one. So they waited the second time to say, oh, yeah, he's coming in through here. So, But you just remove that one attentive uh, public servant and you replace him with pretty much 90% of the rest of the uh, public servants out there who just, I don't know, don't really care about – looking at a computer i don't even know what you do i can't imagine it's super exciting though and just being very that attentive we have more gun violence in this country than we do uh this type of stuff because i think there is kind of a a level just a slight level of complexity to getting it done but we the illusion of that complexity is what's keeping us safe if people who are more malicious figure it out that oh yeah uh i'm a nihilist and i want to kill people and it's actually really easy. Like, I, you know, like I don't know computers, but I can figure out TeamViewer. So, um, yeah, I feel like it's, 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 I don't know. It's, it's one of those things that could, could happen any moment. And the only thing that's protecting us are public servants in boring ass jobs who are probably not paid super well. So I'm going to say it's an 11. Um, so let's go through the rest and tally these up. The first story, which about was Cyber War, we'll turn off all of our apps. Um, you collectively rated that as a 16, and according to the Jackson King scale of apocalyptic anxiety, that is very intriguing. Uh, if this keeps up for another few years, we might just have a problem. But for the time being, I'm more concerned about the next season of The Mandalorian. Like, what's going to happen to Baby Yoda? Is Digital Luke going to come back? The second story about the polar flip, the second story about the polar flip, you rated that an 8 shouldn't surprise you is no worries this is a dumb internet bullshit story um (laughs) accurate (laughs) uh the next the third story major ocean current on the verge of collapse you rated that a 16 which of course is very intriguing uh, but you'd still rather watch TV. Uh, the next story, something massive and invisible is vanishing stars. You rated that an 11, which is make a bookmark on your browser. This could be something in a couple of decades or 153 million years or whatever it is. So light years, that is light years Just and regular old years. Yeah. Good old regular years. Um, and lastly, America's drinking water is surprisingly easy to poison. That came in at 21. We're just barely getting to the middle of the scale here. That's, well, that's not good. I guess there's uh, even less of a reason to recycle now that I know this. So, okay. <laughs> uh, the Jackson King scale is very verbose. It uh, is. Hmm. We don't believe in brevity. <laughs> 
With that, uh, here is our closing words. There have been sightings all over the world, and usually we have multiple sensors that are picking up these things. And so, uh, you know, again, some of this are just their unexplained phenomenon. Um, and uh, there's actually quite a few more than have been made public. Far Off Topic is produced by myself, Jax and Tiwi, and edited in the stillness of the encroaching night by your host. You can contact us on Facebook at Far Off Topic Show and Far Off Topic on all the other socials. You can reach me via Twitter at Fiasco Jones and Tiwi at Tiwi Said Stuff, Jax at Captain Jax 458. Clips from the new episodes uh, may be posted to YouTube sometime in the future. Uh, so go check that out. So it might be updated sometime. Uh, if you'd like to support the show, feel free to comment or rate. Most of all, thank you for listening. And until you hear from us again, so mode it be. So mode it be. So mode it be. Off topic.